0: Dismantling systemic oppression, strengthening local economies, fostering equity and inclusion, cultivating communities for social good. We are motivated to leave the world a more just and compassionate place than we found it. A lofty goal? Maybe. An unreachable goal? Absolutely not. This is Impact Out Loud, the podcast that empowers bold impact for good, powered by Prospera Partners. Your hosts, Vicky Pazaban Eileen Everett and Ray Miller aren't pulling any punches. They are diving deep, unpacking the challenges facing the nonprofit and social sectors, what is and isn't working, and offering systems-level solutions to address the truly transformational leadership that's needed for social enterprises to better their communities. This is the Impact Out Loud podcast. Now here are your hosts.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Impact Out Loud podcast. I'm Vicki Pazivon, your host, along with Ray Miller and Eileen Everett. We're excited to uh, have a chat today. How are you, Ray?
2: Hey, Vicki. I'm good. I'm really excited to be here and get back into some conversations together. Eileen, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing well. I feel like there's just so much that continues to go on in the world, and I know I always love just jumping (laughs) into conversations with both of you and thinking about naming what is really happening while also thinking about the solutions and possibilities that exist and such deep challenges at all levels.
1: So great to be here. All right. Eileen, you're like ready to go. I'm you're ready. Like, Here's Let's t-. do it. <laughs> I'm trying to like get in the groove today, but um, we record these on Fridays, just a little pulling back the curtain. So we always have a long week behind us when we are here together recording, but we spend most of our time together all week online, virtually through Zooms, meetings, etc. And we got into a little bit of a conversation this week about some stuff around. um, I don't know, Ray, I'm going to turn it over to you because you really are the one who thought about all of this and brought it up, actually. So I'm going to turn it over to you.
2: Great. Yeah, it's been on my mind a lot. So I'll step back a little bit of what we know, right? What we know is we're in difficult times. We know there's a lot of tension. We know that there's a lot we want to dismantle. We know there's a lot of frustration. And we very much are feeling that piling on. And I keep coming back to something that we use in our facilitation, a lot of like, we know what's old and broken, but let's also talk about what's new and possible. And that's really a lot of the motivation around this conversation today is to really dig into what are we cultivating? What are we building? It is important to interrogate. It is important to point out you know, systemic shortcomings and things like that. But if we're not also thinking about what we're cultivating, what we're building, what we're nurturing, we're really just against things and we're not looking ahead to the future.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Ray. It's funny. We actually wrote it into one of our client reports this week about... <laughs> Let's keep building the conversation, right? And how do we continue to build the conversation rather than sinking into what's old and broken? Or as um, it was originally presented to me once, I was at a a really fun actually learning community conference for um, uh, local economic development and supporting entrepreneurs. This was years ago. And the facilitator said, we know what's old and shitty. (laughs) let's talk about what's good and possible right and that really struck a chord with me because i had been in so many conversations that really kind of sunk into the old and shitty and people just want to rehash 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 it felt really good to be able to say yeah let's let's get into the possible and it can be big vision planning it can be you know what are we talking about in the next hour essentially or what about what are we talking about in the next one year, five years, it doesn't matter. It's just the possibility of what's happening next and in the future.
2: And I'd love to bring in uh nature metaphors. I feel like we use those a lot and also speaks to Eileen, right? Even with this biology background of it's also thinking about like what are we planting? What are we nurturing? And then it also brings in this idea of like seasonality and change mm-hmm. and things like that. So, I just want to bring that into the conversation as well because I feel like we lean on a lot of like nature metaphors to help kind of create this understanding of what we're talking about. So I just want to bring that piece into the conversation. And I'm sure Eileen has something <laughs> to build off from that.
3: It's so funny, Ray, Because I was actually going to bring in you and my thinking into the conversation of I love that you brought the nature end in because we always reference it as things like, before you even plant the seeds, you have to till the soil or amend the soil to get ready for planting. Um, And then you plant the seed and then you water the seed. But it's not that the seed germinates and is automatically growing right away. Like it takes care and tending of these things before you actually see results. And Ray, what I was thinking about is how often you bring creativity into the conversation. And I think all of the heaviness and challenges that we've seen in the world, history has shown us over and over again, what pulls the world out of hard times, creativity, the arts. And I think there is this piece around how do we insert as much creativity as possible? Because if we're only stuck in what's shitty and not working and not imagining what could be, we're never going to move to the what could be part. So I think it's kind of bringing all of it. And it's what I also want to name in terms of a strength of all of our team is that we each have these different lenses and are constantly learning from one another And that is really modeling, I think, what we do with our clients is bringing diverse perspectives in so that we all have these opportunities to learn and build together in new ways.
2: Thank you for bringing in the creativity piece, because it really is, I think, one of my, uh, well, first of all, just in my life, right, a guiding force and practice and things like that. But I feel like I've said in our conversations a lot, like, I feel like we're in a creativity crisis, like, and that's not speaking too creative specifically but really as a whole societally where we've really been discouraged from being creative right it's like kind of follow this path or take this role or live in the suburbs or you know check these boxes and it's kind of set us back in this way when we're confronted with challenges we're kind of defaulting to what we know but we know that what we know (laughs) and what is set in place isn't working for us. So it actually really requires us to get creative. And I think even combining those two things of nature and creativity, there's also thoughtfulness around resources, right? Like you have to understand, like, what can I do with what's around me? And it's not always going to this like uber aspirational place, right? Sometimes it's like, what do I have? What can I do with what I have and how can I think creatively about moving things forward instead of stuck in like what we see in our work all the time. Well, oh, it's already always been this way. Well, if we keep doing that, we're going to keep replicating the same systems.
1: Was it Einstein who said something about the de- definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting the same results?
3: Yep. And I just want to name too a little bit more clearly even than what Ray was bringing up of, you know, why is that? Why is there such a lack of creativity and such discouragement, active like discouragement and pushing back against creativity. And why? Because if we don't have that, then we have the status quo. And when we have the status quo, then we don't have systems change. When we don't have systems change, we can't fight and disrupt and then create something that's different than the systems of oppression that are in place today. So it's like by design, there is this pushback on creativity. And we really want to bring that in. What could be different than what we've
1: all ever experienced before. Well, and creativity pushes us out of our comfort zones. And people don't like to be pushed out of their comfort zones. And we know that by experience. (laughs) And sometimes the idea of thinking about what's possible is uncomfortable to folks too. So they go back to what they know. They go back to that comfortable place of we've always done it this way because the idea of doing something different is scary. It requires resources, it requires time, it requires money sometimes. So, you know, those are all things that keep people stuck. And I think that is part of the reason why they don't get creative as well, because being creative means pushing on your own comfort zones and others at the same time.
3: Yeah, I just, my mind went right to hearing you say all of that, Vicki, even the idea of how creativity can be used to help move people through that discomfort, Mm -hmm. right? The creativity, and this is so much of the work that we do, is creating spaces that look and feel different by design. We want people to have a different experience than what they're used to. And even thinking about, Ray, when you were bringing up the nature metaphors, like, What would it look like if we had a meeting that we're actually going outside and planting things together while envisioning a different nonprofit sector or a different way of doing business? Like, that's creativity in action. And imagine if we were all tilling the soil together, we probably would feel a little bit more comfortable and could move through that discomfort differently.
2: Well, I'll just add like one little anecdote in there that I love that you brought that up because people think that that's also doing things drastically different sometimes but what you're pointing to is sometimes it is just little shifts that start to move us in that direction right have the same meeting but go outside and see how that feels and lean into that different experience that's all i want to say (laughs) vicky
1: it's story time (laughs) i i was in a, a community of practice many many years ago where you know a group of us who had been doing similar work were Being facilitated through a number of things in order to grow our leadership, grow our support of each other and the work that we were doing. But (laughs) we had this great, I loved the facilitation team. I mean, obviously, because I do what I do now, a lot of it is based on that work and experience that I had and the learnings that I took out of all of that work. But there was one particular session I'll never forget because the facilitators said, We want you to go outside. Here's a question we want you to reflect on, and we want you to go outside and take a walk, and we want you to find something in nature that you can bring back that represents what you're reflecting on. And, you know, they said it can be anything in nature that is that you can bring back in. And half the group kind of scratched their heads. They did like, what why why would we do that? And I loved it because it, you know, it provided an opportunity to to get creative and to get out of that brain thinking and to feel like, oh, this leaf or whatever represents something that is coming up in me right now. And it was super uncomfortable because half the group was like asking questions and they just wanted clarity and like we can't get any more clear about what the (laughs) instructions were. And I experienced that all the time when we ask folks to do something or reflect or do something that is uncomfortable or in a different way than they're used to doing things they ask a ton of questions and it becomes a distraction because they don't actually want to do the work and you know the conclusion of the story is that folks ended up doing the the activity and bringing back items that represented what they were um, reflecting on which was great and it was really cool to hear why they brought back that thing whether it was a stone or a cool branch that they found on the ground or uh, you know a clump of leaves or whatever it was it was so interesting to me to hear that and to hear it um it, to hear it framed in a different way like to sit around and just hear what people are thinking can sometimes <laughs> feel a little boring, right? So to hear it explained in a different way and in a storytelling way with an object felt, it felt great to me. Um, but not not everyone's comfortable with that. And that's why we don't like those pushes on our comfort zones.
2: And what you just shared brings back to me the why of, why do we think about what we're cultivating and something that comes up for us a lot is that humanizing factor so i feel like that's a part of this conversation as well this activity you're talking about it's not like structured and formalized and again checking that box it's are we tapping into our humanness and getting outside of the structure so we can actually build a connection or relationship instead of feeling like, oh, I just have to like say these words and how do I say it in the best way? That's impressive. That shows people that I know what I'm talking about or isn't too embarrassing or whatever. So I feel like that humanizing thread is also just so consistent in our work as well. And I feel like what you're naming there is that and also again, speaks to the why we talk about what we're cultivating is because our Mm -hmm. systems right now are centered around extraction, right? It's centered around dehumanizing us. And what we want to cultivate is like stepping back into that humanity.
3: And I want to add on too. I feel like I keep coming back to, and I love how you both keep going back to the why. And I think I'm going to also bring in the how too, because I think, There is so much opportunity with this how piece and thinking about creativity, even in simple ways, like how often meetings are structured to have people at the same level of decision making all in the room together. Mm -hmm. So how often meetings are set up that you'll have all executive directors or all program staff, or all admin staff. And we really encourage mixing that up because people have different perspectives. And it's that creativity of bringing people together. I mean, it's so much of how we reference leadership, that leadership is not a job title. We view leadership in terms of how you show up in the space. And I think to connect it to what you said, Ray, of it is that humanizing piece around when we actually stop and see each other as valuable, and really listen to one another, even if it's someone who's new to an organization, they have a fresh perspective. I always have loved that. It's like, no, they might not have the institutional knowledge. And how beautiful that they don't, that they can come in with a with fresh eyes, with a fresh perspective that we all can learn from. And I think there is that creativity piece too around the how i mean we talk so much around even setting how the room is set up whether it's a virtual room or a physical room that we're gathering in but even just the how of who gets invited into the conversations and yeah. how the conversations are structured for people to be able to really use their voice to share what they see
1: i'm jumping to what is probably another topic for another day but it's starting like even 5 steps before that of Who should be in the space that we're going to be convening? Who do we want to hear from? Why do we want to hear from them? What can we ask? How can we listen to them? And cultivate with the community, cultivate with the folks in that meeting. Even if it's just a group of, you know, partners that you're meeting with for a project, you still have to go through the steps of all of those questions. And how can you... Maybe partnership is another day, too, that we'll talk about of actually cultivating strong partnerships that are successful. And it starts with asking all of those questions and and cultivating trust, obviously, and um, ways of being together.
2: Yep. And I feel like what you were just touching on, too, and going back to Eileen, like, right, how is this like constant, like that interrogation that we talked about in interrogating our systems, but everything comes back to a constant interrogation, right? It's like always asking questions, always examining why, like you were just talking about, like, who do we want in that room? And if you don't have that those relationships, there's another question to dig into. Why aren't those relationships there? How do we nurture that? Where do we have those intersections with community and right like we think of you know we we have uh community convenings and sometimes how you see those play out in a more traditional way is like just an open call we'll see who shows up but to your point that's not going to get the folks in the room that you want in the room because often those who are most excluded don't feel welcomed in that space right unless you have that relationship there so it comes into that like constant questioning and that questioning helps you to kind of see those blind spots or see where you can kind of shift things to get the feedback that you want
1: well and to again go a step back from doing a, a community meeting where is that meeting being held is it even accessible to folks who typically don't show up to those things can it be held in a neighborhood in a community center that folks are more familiar with and feel more welcomed in because it's not city hall, for instance, or it's not a convention center or, you know, the typical um, hotel ballroom,
2: (laughs) right? Like back to getting creative, right? Like, Do we want to keep having meetings in boardrooms for the rest of our lives? Or do we want to like make sure people have childcare and maybe we're outside and, maybe we're working on activity together, yeah. maybe it's in a comfortable space, and we're drinking tea, and it's not alcohol centered, or, or whatever other factors. But I think that is part of that, like, what are we cultivating, right? Like, if we don't think about it, we're going to keep doing right. kind of sessions where we're speaking at you and we're standing at the front of the room and you're in a cold chair and there's some like sodas in the back and we'll see you <laughs> next time or is it like ooh, i like being in this space and i'm having good conversations and it feels really welcoming
1: and i can step outside and have a breath of fresh air easily you know some folks need some space and a moment to just grab a breath and come back in quickly and easily but I always wondered why <laughs> you, if boards are considered, and I'm talking about corporate and nonprofit boards, if they're considered you know, the hierarchy at the very top and the be all end all and the decision makers, why do we put them in the worst spaces to have their meetings? <laughs> why are they sitting in a dark drop ceiling room at a table with sometimes the worst chairs, right? There are these giant office chair things that they're all sitting in. I've always wondered that, like, wh- why is this room so uncomfortable? And is it because they don't want to be there either? Maybe they don't want to spend any time in that room. I think it goes
3: back to people getting stuck in what they're used to. It's that, oh, well, let's book the room in the back of the library. Not... By the way, I love libraries and some libraries have the most amazing room. So just to name that too. <laughs> That's true. That's um, true. It is. It is. Um, and and I think that people do just kind of sometimes get in their own way. And I, I come from this background of, you know, the environment, the outdoors, nature and all of it. And I've always been a little bit shocked the number of conferences, meetings, summits, get togethers that are all indoors. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, the commonality that we all have in this room is that we want to be outside. And so I've kind of gotten this reputation of like, everybody pick up your stuff, let's go outside. And people are like, but we're supposed to be in the hotel in the conference room. <laughs> and I'm like, who who said that? You know, like, is anybody going to stop us if we pick mm-hmm. our things up and go outside? I also want to name too, just I think that some of what holds back some of this, some of this work is the idea of the f- potential failure, the idea of like the risk of that could lead to failure Mm -hmm. and how people are sometimes afraid to try things. And I would say to offer encouragement around recalibrating expectations. I was thinking back to a meeting that I was hosting a few years ago that I realized partway through the meeting that the group wasn't ready for the conversation that we were in there. Mm -hmm. I had misgauged The readiness of the group to actually dig in. And it was getting messier and messier and messier. And I could have kept going down that path. And it was like, stop, pause. Let's stop this conversation. We will pick it up again at a later time. Everybody grab your things. Let's go outside and let's go for a walk together. Mm -hmm. And then going on that walk together and getting out of our own way getting out of our heads, having conversations, not about the topic that we were having, but hey, what are you up to this weekend? What are you enjoying about this walk? What do you notice? That started to build trust. And that same group then was able to do work together in the future. And I right. do think that sometimes people, they, they view gatherings, meetings as these very, you know, transactional, have we checked the boxes? And sometimes it's stepping back and not checking those boxes Mm -hmm. or realizing the boxes you thought you were going to check actually need to be totally different.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great place for us to kind of transition to wrapping up. And I'm wondering, um, that sounded all like really great advice. So I'm going to throw that back out to you, both Ray and Eileen. What one piece of advice would you want to give right now to our listeners about cultivating positive change?
2: Well, I'll jump in because while Eileen was speaking, what was coming back to me was that humanizing piece. And again, like, why are we having this conversation is, I mean, we get put in this position a lot and you see it to Eileen's point of that, you know, reluctance to move forward is based around some fears. And then the person who's trying to push the change forward kind of gets villainized sometimes, or like uh, that humanizing factor is just missing, right? Like I'm going to find all the ways that you're wrong, or you said something wrong, or you didn't do this, or you didn't do that. You didn't do the land acknowledgement. You didn't say your pronoun or like whatever list of things we've created, like a lot of expectations around how you're supposed to show up. But then sometimes it's creating that unwillingness to do something different or be creative or put something forward because now we're creating kind of like a fear around doing something different because there's a lot of hostility out there right now right like everybody's kind of quick to like jump on to like tell you why you're wrong instead of what we like to bring into conversations a lot is that like multiple truths piece right like we can hold things at the same time and we're human and it's messy and I'm not always going to be perfect and that's okay as long as I'm not like, you know, inflicting harm onto somebody. I mean, that's, that's an opportunity to step in. But I think this is why it just keeps coming back for me is I just see even like anytime even something good happens now, people are quick to be like, well, this didn't happen. It's like, well, can we celebrate wins and also be critical of systems at the same time without like tearing down an accomplishment we have to be in a space where we still want to build instead of finding every point to like take something down if that Mm -hmm. makes sense
1: yeah thanks ray eileen you've given us a ton of nuggets eileen but i'm wondering in this moment what would it be what what
3: yeah i I want to yeah I want to build actually upon what Ray said and I think I would just add for people to have their own accountability and self-reflection around when they might be holding up the process mm, and when That's a good one. when there is this and Vicky you named it before around distractions right? We we see the behavior around people creating distractions rather than moving into the uncomfortableness and allowing us to move through the uncomfortableness to a different place. And I think I would just really emphasize that I piece of transformational leadership and getting back to really people doing their own interrogation and self-reflection around when am I
1: holding the process back? Yeah, that's great advice. I would say Asking the question, what is it going to take for me to cultivate positive change? And for me, that's a list, right? I start brainstorming a list of things that it's going to take. And sometimes I have to remove certain barriers in order to get to the next thing. So I like starting with that question and building on everything that you all have said um, and adding it in. So yeah, well, thank you both so much. I look forward to our next conversations and uh, thank you all for listening. Ray, Eileen, thank you. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Impact Out Loud.
0: Thank you for listening to the Impact Out Loud podcast, the podcast that empowers bold impact for good, powered by Prospera Partners. If you liked what you heard, Subscribe to Impact Out Loud wherever you get your podcasts and follow Prospera Partners on your favorite social media. If you are inspired to make community-based solutions and systems change, Prospera Partners offers workshops and programs that are open to all. For more information, visit prosperapartners.org. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well and do good.